This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hola, hola. Welcome to the Bruja Broadcast. This is Dion and Sasha. Join us today as we serve up some Brujeria Latina with a side of astrology and herbology bundled with some stories and sass. (laughs) (laughs) Hola, hola, hola. (laughs) I'm not cutting any of this. Hola, hola. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so this is what happened. We were going to do the same thing as last time. We got online. Mm-hmm. We we're going to record the episode. That's correct. We started talking. Uh-huh. We've been talking crap for an hour. <laughs> and now Dion is like, I got to go. And I'm like, no, this is not a practice session like last time. We are getting this episode out. Yes, we're doing it. It's happening. So we're going to fast forward through this bitch. Okay. I'm sorry. Wait, we have a clean thing. We're getting a fast forward through this episode. I think okay. as, as long as we're not cursing every other word, I think we're fine. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So this week we are going to talk about uh, grimoires and books of shadows. Mm-hmm. We are going to start right now, though, by telling you a little bit about what we've been doing in Bruhain this Bruhain. week. Yes. Bruhain. So go ahead. Uh, I have been still kind of rearranging and setting things up downstairs. So I did a big old altar cleanse and just kind of like did a refreshing of everything and kind of made sure everything where uh was in like it the right location which when it's in the wrong location i'm very aware of that so uh so that was fun just to kind of reconnect and clean some space and give my altar a new like breath of fresh air oh that's awesome yeah so i was up in um i went i went and stayed with a witchy friend a crone Mm -hmm. friend and i yep and she lives up in i think it's called shelton county but it's really close to um olympic national forest nice so we were we stayed at her place and we explored the area that area is on the puget sound and so there's a bunch of like water bodies and like tons of different um, lakes and so we went to the different lakes and then we went to the olympic national forest so we stayed there a couple days at her and so it's great because we had a home base her house which was it's a witchy house and then so staying at her place and talking witchy stuff and then going out and being in nature during the day so it was perfect beautiful it was very beautiful and her backyard is all full of clover clove or clover but it's so great for grounding because it is so soft on the feet cool very cool great loved that i loved it i want to sprinkle clove all over the backyard awesome yes so let's dig into the grimoires and books shadows okay let's do it first okay so i kind of um i always kind of believed that they were the same thing but a little bit more research they are not the same thing Nope. Uh, grimoire is going to be a little bit more from what i found grimoire is going to be a little bit more instructional like how to this is the way and your book of shadows is going to be more like then what happened like mm-hmm. a little bit more personal um and it's also can be used like for for actual shadow work but also for like dream work and stuff like that right so the grimoire is like 
if lots of people compare them like to cookbooks so yeah, the just gonna say like, how to bake a cake <laughs> yeah the grimoires are the the book of recipes like if you look and went to um the bookstore and you bought a book of recipes that's been published right right and it's like oh this is authentic italian cookbook you know and by the author so and so and that's the grimoire it's like published recipes right and you open it up and it has an index and it's like oh you know, appetizers, salads, whatever, pomodoros and dessert, the main courses and pescado. And then at the end, desserts or whatever. I wanted to jump to the dessert, sorry. <laughs> and that's it. And then the Book of Shadows is like your own journal. And it has maybe some family recipes in it, but it also has like your information and how it worked out for you and then you're like oops I you know I was going to do this recipe but I ended up not having this ingredient so I switched it out for this ingredient or I'm allergic to like in my case I'm allergic to alcohol so I can't do anything that has alcohol in it so I switched it out to this um or I believe that this is more potent than this so I switched it out to this um or and then also like your results like I did this on the super moon on like my my famous story about having done it like on the student like that um prosperity ritual that I did oh, on yeah, the super yeah. moon in April whatever mm-hmm. but, and then like an an uh, um an annotation saying and this happened where then I had to do a backtrack because I messed up because you know this was the result right and I had to backtrack and try to fix it right and so it has like your personal annotations on the results so yeah that happened but it didn't really work out the way I wanted it to work out and I needed to fix it. Right. So it has like, it's, it's a journal. And so it's almost like um, information on the results as well. And which I think is really great. Cause one of the questions that people always ask us is like, when am I going to see results? Oh yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> people are like, I did a spell. When am I going to see results? Another one for our list of things to do. Yes. And so, yep. <laughs> She's jotting it down on our list. Mm-hmm. So I think that the book of shadows really helps you to see those results or to have, get a better handle on when you've been practicing magic for a while mm-hmm. to get a better sense of when you are going to see results because you can look back on your own book of shadows and see, oh, this usually I can see results in a month. I can see results in a season. I can see results two or three months later and you can see it better because you're taking notes and you're more conscious and more aware of it. Yeah. And I think it's pretty important too, especially as a Latina, like a lot of the books that we get are kind of more, uh, I don't Anglo mm-hmm. European, like white witch stuff. And for us, there are ingredients that are going to be different that like for me, corn and pinto beans are going to represent abundance more than something that I might find in a book. And those are the types of things that you'd want to keep track of, like in your book of shadows. Um, Same correspondences, but things that are more familiar to you than you might find in someone else's recipes. Right. Yeah. So I think that's one of the things that's important. Um, And also like things that go more with your own practice. Like, for example, you guys know that I do a lot of astrology. Mm -hmm. So obviously I might put in more reference, astrological references than somebody else. And I might say, Hey, that was, you know, it was the new moon in this, or it was the quarter moon in this, or, you know, Venus was trining so-and-so. And And that might make a lot more sense to me because I do a lot of astrology, right? Somebody who doesn't do astrology, they're not going to get into that because frankly, they don't care about it. 
And it doesn't like you're not going to jot down things just to jot down things if it doesn't mean anything to you. Right. But maybe somebody that's like into like really into, I don't know, essential oils, they might say, oh, and I made a blend of this and this and this. And it makes sense to them because they do a lot of essential oils Mm -hmm. and the powers that those essential oils have really rings a bell for them. Mm -hmm. So that's what you're doing there. Mm -hmm. Also. I think that um, you want to incorporate the only thing here. And one, the reason that I wanted to talk about this today is do you have, let's just start with this. Do you have a grimoire or a book of shadows or both? Both. You have both. I Kalina, She's so organized. <laughs> she's obviously, she's the Mercury driven Gemini, of course. <laughs> talk to me about them. Um, well, so I have, because of my weird, like, just perfectionism or whatever. Mm-hmm. I have like two notebooks that I'm jotting things down in. And then when it like sounds correct or looks correct, then I will put that information into an actual book. And that's mm-hmm. how I do it. It's, but less so for the Book of Shadows, definitely more so for the Grimoire. I, I like it to be more organized looking. Um, but the Book of Shadows is just a little bit more messy, especially like when I'm in dream, if I'm gonna jot down a dream, um, I'm not really waiting as much to do that one. I'm just getting that in a book. Okay. So your book of shadows is also your dream journal. Yeah. So it's your dream journal. Do you have a tarot journal as well? Yeah, I do have a tarot journal. I have not okay. used it in a minute, but I do. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Some people, so that's another thing. So some people have a dream journal. Some people have a tarot journal. Some people incorporate the dream journal and the tarot journal inside their book of shadows other mm-hmm. people have them separately just depending on how often you do dream journaling or tarot journaling yeah for example for me i would put them in my book of shadows because i don't do either of them frequently same but somebody that does it every single day it's better for them to have a separate journal for them right right for example this um friend of mine who i stayed with she does a tarot pool every single day Mm-hmm. So it makes sense for her to, and she um, journals about it. So it makes sense for her to have a separate tarot journal. In my right. opinion, I didn't ask her what she does. She, she did share with me her grimoire. It was beautiful. And then she's crafty too. Right. So she had like the binders with the, you know, cool. fluffy stuff and yeah, beautiful stuff. Um, That's why I came up, you know, the, the subject, cause I saw her stuff and I was like, <laughs> Mine sucks. <laughs> <laughs> so that this all sprung from a conversation that I had while I was staying with her. So currently, you know, we live in the age of communications and information. There's we have more information readily available nowadays than ever. There's I don't I I don't know. I'd have to Google it. San Google. I do firmly <laughs> believe that Google is one of our patron saints nowadays. Um. We need to make a little chop off for him. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I, I, there's thousands of books published per day, right? If it's not thousands, it's high hundreds. Yeah. And the grimoire for me is almost like making a book, right? Absolutely. And before, that made more sense to me than nowadays in my opinion right Mm -hmm. because before you had to like 
gather all the information from wherever you could, like you would, and there was a lot of information that was oral information and you had to gather it and put it together and have, and make it your own like reference guide. And you were keeping this reference guide for a very long period of time, right? And so you were basically creating this book that became your like handy dandy important reference guide that you had and that you were using consistently because you didn't have Google. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. So you were gathering information, you were learning, you were hearing, oh, you were hearing, you know, that, I don't know, peppermint is good for headaches and, you know, and then you would write it down and you would keep it in your, in your grimoire. And you would hear that um, lavender is good for, for calming and calming down and you would write that down and then you would suddenly have a list of different herbs that were good and you had your list of and then you would find out that tuesday was like ruled by mars and friday was ruled by venus and then you just started keeping notes and then you had your grimoire because you didn't have anywhere to like if you suddenly forgot you couldn't like go to google and say oh what are you know what day is wednesday ruled by you can right. google that before right and I mean, who knows what's going to happen in the future? We might not be able to in the future, you know, depending on what happens. But if everything continues and tech continues and we continue being plugged in, we do have access to all this information consistently. Right. And there are tons and tons and tons and tons of books. So for me, the value of having or of me creating a grimoire is low. Mm-hmm. I have a handful, I would say 50 pages or less of materials that I've kept. And it's usually, of course, I have tons of books, <laughs> but I've only have like 50 pages or so of materials that I've kept. And I just have them in a folder of different things that I've kept that I've, oh, I found this interesting and I've kept it. Most of the other things I've either learned them or, you know. I figure I can look them up them. again. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So for me, the value of creating a grimoire is way different than it was maybe in the 13th century or the 9th century or in a past life, right? And there are a lot of people that dedicate themselves to, to grimoire studies. Mm -hmm. There's a huge academic and magical practice that dedicates itself to the study of old grimoires. Mm-hmm. And what they do is they study old magical books, right? And they incorporate that and they and a lot of the knowledge that we have nowadays comes from these people that are studying old magical books. And that's how this information has been saved, I guess, or yeah. brought forth. Um I'm, passed I'm not, down. I'm passed down, yeah. Mm -hmm. Looking for the right word, but that's not it. But it's it's there, you know. She's moving her hand a lot. <laughs> I'm moving my hand. <laughs> I'm trying to pluck the knowledge from the past and bringing it to the future with my hand. And that's what I'm, that's, that's what I'm trying to, that's the concept that I'm trying to bring forth. Right. Um, And there are people that are total, total fans of grimoires, right? Mm -hmm. They just <laughs> salivate with old, you know, grimoires. They totally do. Right. Yes. And there are, I studied translation, right? So I know there are people that only dedicate their translation um, work to translating grimoires. Mm -hmm. That's so cool. 
I mean, yeah, it's pretty that cool. is pre- that is pretty cool. Yeah, that's pretty badass. So that's yeah. pretty badass. You know, if you got to dedicate yourself to translating something, magical tomes is like, mm. yeah, well, it's like, yeah. What do you dedicate me? I'm a translator of old magical tomes. Yeah, and you know, whatever, forsaken knowledge. <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty. And then you and then you dress like pretty badass. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, dude, yes. The job yeah. automatically comes with leather pants. Yeah, <laughs> spiky black wear. Yeah, <laughs> nice. A line of girls just lining up and going, oh. googly eyes. Yes, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So I know that grimoire studies is like something that is foundational but do i foresee the creation of grimoires of current grimoires being so important for our future generations in 200 300 years i don't know right okay because the way that information is being created nowadays, like unless we totally unplug and go off grid again, I I don't see, I don't know. Okay. You know? Mm-hmm. Right? Well, just because the access is so easy. Yeah. And and wide. Like knowledge is widespread and easy and like you download whatever you want in like that um, stuff your Kindle day on June thirtieth. Uh-huh. I downloaded three hundred books in less than three hours. Right. Yeah. Whoa. Whoa. What? That's a lot. Yeah. They were all free, right? I was. It's stuff your Kindle day. Like I'm just amazing. Yeah. Like everything that was metaphysical, everything that was esoteric, everything that was erotic, everything that had vampires or witches in it. I <laughs> just like, download, download, download. Only all 300? That shit went, <laughs> that's all I could do in, in the time that I had because I started at 8 p.m. So that I, until midnight. That's all. That's all I could get, you know? Sheesh. Yep. I've already read 23 of them. Oh my gosh. Nice. So like i said unless you know unless ai becomes a huge problem and we have to blow it up and go back to you know caveman era i mean solid chance but yeah there's it's like a 35 percent like that you know it's not, yeah. it's not like 70 percent. Like i mean so, not yet not today not today <laughs> you know franny franny the nanny's doing a good job she's like Waging oh yeah <laughs> yes yeah i've seen that too she's doing, doing a good job so anyways so grimoires grimoires are magical tomes that are more like knowledge and information right the way that access and information is available nowadays i think that so i mean wouldn't you can like for example one of my favorite books and if you guys don't have it i really recommend it i like um aaron's books the psychic witch for example oh yeah yeah love his book wouldn't you consider that a um a grimoire yeah technically yeah because it's got yeah it's got spells it's got techniques it tells you how to manifest it tells you 
elements it tells you basics of, of magic yeah what's the other one called manifesting witch or something like that even better book i think oh really it, i haven't i haven't finished it but i i think it's even better like what i've read so far which is about half the book i think it's even better because it goes it, it goes down to even more foundational things I mean, I would think that any text that's listing a spell ingredients and procedure is going to be considered a grimoire. Right. So yeah. like, so like the Lewin, um, was it called Lewin's? Lewin's spells? Lewin, yeah, yeah. spells? Llewellyn's. That yeah, yeah, yeah. Would, would that be a grimoire? Yeah. So what I'm saying, they're publishing hundreds of these every single year. Right. I got There's you. Hundreds of magical texts being published currently every single year in different degrees of quality but there's hundreds of magical books being published every single year right so how so having i don't think all of them are grimoires because i think that for them to be grimoires they need to be a little more meaty and they need to have a little bit more they need to encompass a little bit more right okay. they can't just be like i i don't think like the 101 spells would be a grimoire because that's just 100 well, i don't know that's just 101 spells but it doesn't explain like course i i haven't actually read it but it, like if it doesn't explain what correspondences are or how to use them or you know if it's just like a uh the spells what? and yeah if yeah. it explains if it explains the correspondences and the ingredients and so forth then yes it would be right so it just depends i i haven't actually cracked it open so i don't know okay. but if it explains the basics and like like the quarters and explains the the correspondences and it explains the colors and stuff like that mm -hmm. so that you with that one book you can understand it and do everything then yes right so for me grimoire's currently would like i'm not out to create my own grimoire because i feel that there is so much information available mm -hmm. that when i try to recollect all this information it's an overwhelming task because there's so much knowledge i i've been practicing brujeria with or without knowing it since i was 14 years old right right that is Wait, I'm counting on my fingers. <laughs> That's over 30 years. <laughs> That's 34 years. Yeah. And I am nowhere near done in my knowledge, right? Mm -hmm. There's like shit, tons of more of stuff that I need to learn. If I tried to put all that down in a book, I would just get frustrated. Yeah. Right? So that's why a grimoire for me no it's just not gonna work right like i said i got like 50 pages of loose leaf stuff and it's things that are things i don't really practice mm -hmm. so like tea leaf reading and stuff like that so it's like things that oh i don't really practice it i might have done it once or twice i'm interested in it let me put it away for reference so like if i'm gonna do it like if i have my tea and i and i set the intention and i'm gonna read it i can pull it out and look at it you know right stuff like that it's not you know it's not for like daily stuff 
Yeah. It's like stuff like, oh, this was interesting, you know, or I've got my animal perfections worksheet, stuff like that, that I don't use all the time, but that I know, oh, I need to look at it because I don't have it memorized. Right. You know, and that's it. So that's the grimoires. And that's my opinion. Not everybody shares it. Some people think that it's really necessary or that it cements your knowledge or that the good thing about like having read 50, 60, 70, 80 books and then writing your own grimoire is that you are putting down the information that's important to you. Mm-hmm. And that once you're writing down your grimoire, you're really cementing your knowledge, right? Because you're placing it. And not only that, that you're also like really establishing the knowledge that you want to let somebody like the next generation know that yeah. you that, that you want to share because that was the information that was important to you. Yes. But one of the things that I've heard the people that actually study old grimoires express frustration with is when they're reading old grimoires is the things that were skipped over because they were deemed too basic. Oh, okay. So they didn't put down like, oh, East relates to air, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. Because they were like, oh, Justin, face the east, whatever, because they figured everybody knew that east was there, right? Right. And then they didn't, and then maybe back then it wasn't. And so they didn't put down things that they figured was too basic. Right. But they do say, oh, and then do the correspondence to the east. And so you have to, because they weren't thinking that this was going to be read 500 years later. Right. And that they had to explain it to somebody as if they had never interacted with magic before. Right. Or that they were going to be studied as if they had never interacted with magic before. Yeah. So it's like, if you're going to approach writing a grimoire in that sense, then it becomes really daunting because it's like, oh, I'm writing it as if I'm writing it for an alien. Right. You know? And then that, that for me, that really becomes a, oh shit, no, I don't want to write that. <laughs> I don't want to write it for somebody that like has no idea. And like, I have to explain everything from zero. Yeah. You know? Cause you could fill a book just on like what, Nothing, what but... goes with the West. Like what, that's a yeah. bunch of information. Yes. It's too much. Yeah. I can right. see that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. For me, it becomes really, really overwhelming. Mm-hmm. So. That's point A. Point B, book the Book of Shadows. Mm-hmm. So the Book of Shadows being like your personal one, what you've practiced, what results it's had. I really love that. And I think it, it has a lot of value. Um, because it for yourself, like I said, as a tool for you to look back, for you to see how fast things have results. For you to see which tools have result, for you to see which things jive better with you, which spices or which herbs, what works for you, what doesn't, for you to not make the same mistake yeah. <laughs> again and again. Yeah. Because you're like, oh, I think that's a good idea. And then you do it again. But, you know, so I think that's good. Also, for you to see your own patterns. Yes, that's what I was going to say. Because you never, like, until it's written out. Yeah. So. And for you to understand yourself more, because it's it's a diary, but it's a diary of your own magical workings. And then when you actually look at it, 
you see yourself as a magical person and you can also see how you've grown and also you can see when you're in a rut and when you're not in a rut Mm -hmm. because you're seeing what you're doing so i think that that's really it encompasses you as as a magical person yes in your practice and you can see and you can also see when you're being too much of a loosey-goosey right you're like oh i tried this i tried this i tried this (laughs) whoa chica you know focus right you know like actually stick to something you know because Mm -hmm. some people can just do the same thing over and over and over and it's like give me some variety and some people can be like oh i tried a hundred things and it's like yo stick to something right and it it, it's a good barometer right to let you know which one absolutely (laughs) but i think there's also the importance of because a lot of people like the idea of a grimoire for passing it on right right and that's one of the things that people like and they like that idea and they know that people study grimoires and so forth so i think that the hybrid is the most important thing it's like i want to pass on my knowledge to future generations but like i said i don't want to necessarily educate them fully like in everything like this is salt (laughs) salt is protective you know right but i also don't want to jump into like you know necromancy (laughs) that's a good one like you know when you're talking to the masters this master ascended after your father died then you know i don't want to go into like super you know like it it has to be a balance right yeah so i think i think it has to be that balance right and so just yes what i've done and maybe when i'm working with what i've done giving it a little bit more explanation so that like if somebody let's say a granddaughter or a grandson picks it up then they can like oh i did this prosperity work and i included this for prosperity this for protection this for this it mm-hmm. gives them a little bit of you know yeah without like treating them like zero mm-hmm. and these were the results and they can see like how i worked it but without starting off like magic is this you know right. just like seeing my practice and what i was doing and you know I, I that's the way I am approaching it. Okay. I'm approaching it like it's a book of shadows. I'm explaining what I'm doing. I'm explaining my results and I'm giving it just a little extra explanation. Just a little. I'm not going to treat it like zero, like you know nothing, but I'm giving it just maybe two or three extra words that might clarify. I'm right. giving it clar- like in the tarot, I'm giving it a clarification card. Nice. <laughs> yeah that's that's i think um because this the podcast for me mm-hmm. is sort of the grimoire oh i got you yeah yeah yeah. also yeah i don't know like like i said i don't know if it's the means are going to exist for people to access it in the future hopefully so but you know this yeah. is kind of the grimoire we're spilling out our knowledge and our information here absolutely so, yeah that's that's grimoric so very cool that's that's what i got i don't know uh for me I'll, i mean 
feel pretty much the same. I was just going to touch on like the Book of Shadows. Nothing in your world will grant you that kind of clarity as to write down your own bullshit and see your own patterns. Like it, people, I mean, in hypnotherapy, like I encourage people to do this all the time. We just don't see our own patterns because they're already ingrained in our lives. Like we don't, there's a lot we don't understand that's happening that we call forward that we're not even realizing. So starting to acknowledge that. And for me, like I said, I do, I will do the occasional tarot poll or I'll do, I don't dream super often, but when I do, I try to write down a theme and I try to find out, okay, is this a theme that's going on for this last week, for these last couple of days? And how do I usually respond when something like this happens? Because if it, uh, if I can look back and see that I've responded in ways that have been super productive, great. I will go forward. If I look back and it has not been great, then I know that I'm doing something in there that I need to examine and change. So super beneficial. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So I think our take on grimoires and book of shadows has been a little different than other people, but probably. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, that's why we're some brujas. <laughs> yeah. Feel free to write us and tell, tell us what you think. Yep. You want to, you got time? You want to do astrology? Uh, it's pretty easy. Okay, let's do it. Let's do it. We're going to do okay. this. It's going to happen. We're going to do We're going to do it. We're going to get this out the door. Okay, astrology is July 23rd through August 5th, okay? August sorry, July 23rd we have Chiron retrograde starting in Aries. Chiron obviously you guys know is the wounded hero healer. <laughs> healer. Nothing like looking at your own bullshit to know right exactly yeah 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 and it's an aries which is all about action so it's like yeah take action on your own bullshit right so look at your book look at start your book of shadows and take action um so it's just unearthing old wounds and realizing that messy is okay we're all messy you're not yeah. supposed to be perfect right um that same day Mercury is going to be squaring Uranus, which brings in a little bit of um, nervous tension changes. And remember that um, Venus retrograde started the day before on the 22nd, which we covered in our last podcast. Mm -hmm. So just it's a rough start to that Venus retrograde. Just feeling a little like, oh, stuff is happening. <laughs> a lot of disappointment, heartbreaks, breakups, stuff like that. So just, you know, that that beginning of that week and end of that weekend is just a little rough and then that's that's all that's happening there then nothing else is going on until midweek on the thursday mercury's conjunct to venus which is good for communication love socialization the only thing is that that venus is retrograde so you know it might be good for non-socialization or socializing with the wrong people okay okay and then the merc and then um friday the 28th nice um mercury this mercury guy is like all up and doing a bunch of stuff mercury goes into virgo which is exalted that's a really good position it's probably the best position for like comedians um it's exalted witty focused detail oriented it's going to be there for the rest of the month nice um which is great for the first two weeks and then like midweek it goes into the shadow uh, mid-month it goes into the shadow for because at the end of august it'll have a retrograde but okay wait anyways. real quick what does mercury do mercury's communication thoughts okay. Okay. yeah thinking okay and then the last aspect that i have to give you guys see i told you it was short okay 
And then the last aspect that I have, well, two aspects, but the last day. Um, the first is we have a super full moon in Aquarius. We have a Venus trying to Jupiter and we have a Mercury opposition to Saturn all on the same day. <laughs> but then there's nothing else the rest of the week. Okay. So the Venus trying to Jupiter is really nice. It makes you popular, attractive. People want to be near you. Nice. The Mercury opposition to Saturn makes you kind of want to communicate about boring or depressive stuff and like kind of serious and a downer. Like, ooh. Um, so people want to be attracted. People are attracted and popular, you know, and you're popular. And then you want to like bring them down and talk about like serious <laughs> stuff. <laughs> Okay. Like a party pooper, you're like <laughs> they're attracted to you, and then and then you're talking about sex trafficking. Oh. <laughs> like, uh-huh. Got you, yeah, yeah, like you and I were doing. <laughs> and then um, that same day, and this is important. Okay, that first Mercury, that first is the full moon in Aquarius. Okay, okay, that is one of two full moons in August. Okay. okay. We start the month with a full moon. We end the month with a full moon. Okay. Full moons are releasing, right? So if you start the month with releasing and you end the month with releasing, what does that mean? That you're supposed to let go of shit during the month of August. And if you're writing in your book of shadows, you know what shit to release. (laughs) Yes. There you go. Snap it. And not only that, by the end of August, we'll have six retrogrades. And retrogrades are all about reviewing and realizing what you need to release okay yes so this time of the month yes we're frolicking in the sun and having fun but it's also like shedding right like shedding layers of clothes it's shedding letting go so this month is all and so venus is going to be in in retrograde chiron's in retrograde and towards the end of the month we'll have uranus and we'll have mercury and we'll have you know everybody's going to be in in retrograde so it's just like let go, let go, let Elsa. Okay. <laughs> so it's the beginning of the month. It's Aquarius. Aquarius is heady. Yeah. Aquarius is up in their brain all the time. Everybody thinks that because they're the water bearer, it's emotional, not emotional at all. They're all thought. They're all in their head. The, the only emotion that they have is thinking about emotions. They're not feeling them. Okay. Yes. <laughs> So just that's <laughs> and that's a super full moon, which means that it just means that the moon is closer to the earth. Okay. Okay. So it's you might find yourself stuck in your head a little bit, right? You might find yourself like overthinking and stuck in your head, and like you have patterns, and you're like, oh, I should let this go, I should let this go, but I can't let it go, and then you're still thinking about it, right? So that's at the beginning of the month. Just burn that shit, let it go. Okay. That's all we got for the big, for the, and that's all the way through the fifth. That's basically the most important thing there. Excellent. All right. I'm going to talk a little bit about Tamarind and then we are going to talk about a question that I got um, at work actually. Yeah. Let's do the question. Okay. Do you want to do the, okay. Yeah. Cause you, mm-hmm. so the question um, that I got was from a coworker who is starting to see a gentleman and his ex-girlfriend is still bothering him or at least that's her information. So uh, my first response was to stick her in the freezer. That's always going to be a really good go-to. Um, and then after that, uh, I kind of talked to her a little bit about doing like some candle magic against her. Um, I think Sacha brought up doing a reversal candle even. Yeah, you could do a reversal. Yeah. So my first thought was you could reverse. Um, well, you could you could stick her in the, in the freezer because the freezer is just going to make her go slower or going to make her cool down. You could also reverse her. 
Mm-hmm. Or. Or, and I never think this way, but I should. We yes. can make her fall in love. You can make her fall in love. With, with someone else. else. Yeah. <laughs> Always be specific. Yes. Yeah. So a so, couple yeah. of options there to uh, get rid of a lingering ex. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's that's what we had there. And so that was funny because when we when we were talking through it, and then I said, well, you can make her love, fall in love. And the other one was like, oh, I never thought of that one. <laughs> I, never <laughs> think of, I never think, well, her exact words were, I never think of the nice options. And yes. I was like, yeah, put her in the freezer work. stick a nail in there <laughs> i was like oh make her fall in love make yeah. her have make her happy <laughs> send her on her way that's great and yes. thank you uh thank you all again for writing us and we will definitely be hitting your questions as they come in right and that's it right nope i'm talking about tamarind yeah so <laughs> tamarind or tamarindo uh you're gonna use the fruit and the leaf it's known to be a digestive. It's uh, used for laxatives, for diuretic, and it's an anti-parasitic. Mm-hmm. Uh, the tamarind tree is native to Asia and Africa. The fruit is super rich in potassium. Tamarind syrup is used in cold beverages that are delicious. Mexicans eat the stewed fruit as a laxative and an infusion of tamarind leaves expels parasites. Magically, it's feminine. It's associated with Saturn, love, and water. Carry tamarind to attract love, uh, and Buddhists have long uh, used the seeds. Uh, the seeds are seen as symbols of faithfulness, and that's been around in like their texts for decades or centuries. Wow. And uh, yeah, seen in the Sanskrit texts, the tree is sacred to Krishna as well. Nice. Yeah, it's it's very bitter. The- well, they. They sweeten it up and make delicious soda. Yeah, after, after it's a syrup. After it's a syrup. Yeah. When, when you when you eat it direct. Yeah, and I guess too, like there's this whole myth about like you can never sleep under a tamarind tree um, because the fruit's acidic, so it would drop the sap would drop onto tents and like burn holes through them, and it really scared um, people of the past. Yeah, yeah, it's sticky as heck. Yeah, yeah, and that's what we got nice thank you thank you thank you and i did want to let you guys know that spotify and i think apple music both offer us an option to if you guys want to feel free to donate to our podcast so we can keep putting out episodes and building this apparent grimoire yeah you can hit the button uh, on spotify or apple pay and i don't know i think that's it right yeah we found out after we told (laughs) after we said last time yeah, we, we're doing this for the love of art. Somebody said, you have a button that says something. And we're like, what? And we yeah. followed the link. <laughs> we followed the link that's been there for 40 episodes. And uh-huh. we had no idea. Yeah, yeah. And it, it wasn't set up. And now we're um, good to go. Now it's set up. So yes. So feel, feel free. free. Yeah, Thank donate. You. And we always love your questions. Okay. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back with another episode the week after next. But in the meantime, you can email us at thebrewhousebroadcast at gmail.com. For me, Dion, you can find my artwork at lasprimasmaritas.com. Or for booking healing work, I'm at unusualhealing.com. Or sdlunacy on Instagram. Great. And for me, Sasha, you can find me on Facebook with Brujeria101. And you can all find me on Instagram as Brujeria101S, because <laughs> somebody had the 101. And I also have Brujeria101.com. And there we'll have like um, response buttons that you can push to Amazing. book like palm readings or nail charts and stuff like that. Great. Yeah. Thank you so much.